And we're recording! Hello, and welcome to All Things Japanese from the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center in Toronto. Our topic today is Valentine's Day in Japan. My name is John Ota, and I serve on the Art Committee and the Board of the JCCC. Thank you for joining us today. February the 14th is Valentine's Day in North America, a day of chocolate, cards, and romance. But what about Japan? Is there Valentine's Day in Japan? Is it the same as in North America? To help us explore Valentine's Day in Japan, we are honored to have three special guests today. James Heron, Executive Director of the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. Shino Ehera, Receptionist at the JCCC. And Alice Nott, owner of Aquila Sake Chocolates in Toronto. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Happy, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Our first guest is James Heron, Executive Director of the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. As the Executive Director, James is responsible for operation of all aspects of the Japanese Cultural Center. He's hosted events for Their Majesties, the Emperor and Empress of Japan, Princess Takamado, the Japanese Ambassador, and the Consul General. James founded and acts as the director, co-programmer of the Toronto Japanese Film Festival. James, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me, John. Always great to talk with you, James. James, could you please tell us, is there a Valentine's Day in Japan? Yes, John, there, uh, there certainly is. And I believe that it's been celebrated since the 1950s. Um, actually, it was introduced uh, in Japan in the 1930s by a Western uh, confectioner who was marketing to foreign residents of the country. And about 20 years later, uh, it was picked up by the Japanese and it kind of became its own thing. Um, in the West, Valentine's Day is based on an exchange of gifts or flowers or chocolates or the sharing of a romantic dinner. So it's a very romantic affair. But in Japan, uh, most of those romantic gestures between couple happen as part of the Japanese Christmas, which is much more a celebration of romance. So Japanese Valentine's Day is really very much about chocolate. That's, that's fascinating. And, and maybe in a later podcast, we'll do something on Japanese Christmas because that's, uh, that's very different from North America. So what happens on Valentine's Day in Japan, James? That's the day when women give chocolate to acknowledge the men in their lives. Um, so it's, it's strictly from women to men. Um, and interestingly, there are a lot of different categories of chocolate gifts. There is uh, giri choco, and uh, choco means chocolate, of course. Giri means obligation or duty. Um, so that's these are the chocolates that a woman would give to her boss, her male co-workers or classmates, or maybe male members of a, of a club she would belong to. Um, homemade chocolate, um, and homemade means homemade choco. Uh, homemade means uh, the favored or the first choice. So this goes to the man that the woman is really interested in maybe a boyfriend or a husband, or it can be an opportunity to confess uh, your love to someone. Um, there, are, uh, there are two other categories uh, that uh, actually Shino um, uh, told me about, I wasn't aware of. There's uh, Tomo Choco, 
uh, tomo from tomodachi or friends which means uh, it's given and enjoyed between friends obviously and jibun choco which really means self chocolate uh, so these would be the chocolates to buy for yourself and enjoy on your own <laughs> that's amazing so clearly chocolates play a big role in uh, valentine's day in japan james could you please tell us about white day yes um, white day is kind of a mirror image of valentine's day and it's a purely japanese invention though it is now celebrated in um, some other asian countries as well and it takes place one month later on march the 14th and this is the day where the men reciprocate uh, with usually white themed gifts like flowers or white chocolates or cookies or silver or white gold jewelry, uh, usually wrapped in white. And these gifts are given to the women from whom uh, they have received Valentine's Day gifts. This is something that started, I believe in the 1970s and it was originally about uh, giving marshmallows rather than chocolate, but uh, obviously it, it has uh, evolved since then. Oh, I, I, I love marshmallows. I, but I guess I would have to give marshmallows. That would be. Yeah, if you gave marshmallows, you might be a little behind the times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Finally, do you have any thoughts on romance in Japan, James? Uh, you know, gee, uh, John, I don't have a lot of uh, experience, but um, <laughs> I've got, um, for, you know, from, from my perspective, uh, you know, in Japan, couples do seem a, a lot more guarded about their relationships. Um, Japanese life tends to be more compartmentalized. So, for example, like office workers may not know much about the romantic lives of their co-workers until, um, you know, one day there's some kind of an announcement of an engagement. So love is important, obviously, um, but uh, just as important as privacy. Also, um, public shows of affection are, are not common in Japan and not considered in the best of taste. I see. Mm -hmm. I see. That's amazing. Thank you. James, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for your insights. It's always great to talk with you. Thank you. Yeah. Pleasure. <laughs> Our next guest is Shino Ehera, receptionist at the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. Shino is the new receptionist at the JCCC. She was born and raised in Fukuoka Prefecture in Japan's Kyushu Island, she moved to Canada in 2019. Shino, thank you for being on this podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Good. So Shino, we're going to talk about dating in Japan. So could you tell us in Japan when, when a person's dating, who asks who out? Yes. I think a lot of people used to have an idea that men should ask women, women out first. In current society, this idea is not the same. These days, it's common to see women ask men out as well. Things are less traditional these days. It often depends on the couple's personality. I see, I see. Um... Shino, do the LGBT community, that's the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community in Japan, uh, celebrate Valentine's Day? I believe they celebrate Valentine's Day like everyone. Uh, everyone. Um, in Japan, uh, like um, 
James was saying, uh, in Japan, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. We just give, receive some gifts or chocolate. Um, chocolate on Valentine's Day in Japan is really crazy popular. Um, in the past, you could only see women buying chocolate in department store chocolate shops. Uh, but now the time has changed. Uh, there are men buying chocolate or for a gyaku choco, uh, which means a reverse giving chocolate in English, uh, chocolate given by men to women. Um, so from those facts, I believe gay couples celebrate or give chocolate or gift as well. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that because I'm the chocolate guy. So that's great. What are some of the dating conventions do you think in Japan? Usual partner is asked if they want to be boyfriend girlfriend. If the person agree with that, their relationship will start. An official announcement of the feeling is made at the start of the relationship. For example, when the question is asked. But I think this is also changing a little bit now. I have heard some couples start their relationship without asking to be boyfriend-girlfriend. Agreeing to have dinner with, uh, with the person before establishing the boyfriend-girlfriend relationship doesn't work in Japan. I see. So you have to declare yourself. Exactly, yes. Yes, you have to make that that commitment to each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. I see. Very good. So what would a typical date be in Japan? Well, uh, typical things. Uh, movies, movies at theaters, uh, zoos, aquariums, malls and parks, um, driving somewhere would all be typical dates. I don't think there are many differences between Canada and Japan. However, Canadians might find something weird about this. Uh, <laughs> some couples uh, go to a shrine or temple as a date place. They are quite beautiful places and the uh, scenery is gorgeous. So those places are popular to go on a date as well. Oh, I would love to go to a shrine. That, <laughs> that sounds great. So, Shino, uh, when I was in high school many years ago, uh, my first date with, with one person was I took her to a Toronto Maple Leafs hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> <All right. laughs> um, Shino, do Japanese do online dating? Yes. There were online dating tools a long time ago, but they weren't good or reliable at the time. But they're really popular in Japan these days. In fact, there are many online dating apps in Japan. I've been hearing stories, uh, many stories from many of my friends about online dating. And I believe online dating is getting to be one of the most popular ways to find companionship. I see. That, well, that's very similar to in North America. That's mm-hmm. great. Yes. Shino, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts today and your ideas about dating and Valentine's Day in Japan. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) Great. Our final guest today is Alice Nott. 
Hi, Alice. Hi, Hi Alice. Hi, Alice. So, Aquila Chocolates. Aquila is Canada's first chocolate maker specializing in using sake in chocolate. That's sake in chocolate. So, founder of the company, Alice Knott, has a passion for sake, the Japanese rice wine. She invented yes. new recipes to create and develop sake chocolate in different flavors after she successfully completed the WSET Level 3 Award in Sake in Toronto. So, Alice, thank yeah. you for coming to talk to us about yeah. Aquila Sake Chocolates. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just want to tell people that to order the Aquila Sake Chocolates, you go to the website, right? It's AquilaSakeChocolates.com. E-C-I-L-A SakeChocolates.com. All one word. And that'll be on the yes. JCCC website as well. Yep. So I have some of the chocolates here. Sake ganache chocolates. Sake matcha chocolates. Alice, how did you come up with this idea of sake chocolates? Number one, um, of course, I love drinking sake. I love the um, taste of sake. <laughs> so that's why I was thinking about how to marry sake with um, some, you know, the fruit that I like. Of course, I like a chocolate. And, uh, and, and then I searched, um, you know, you know, on the internet and also uh, saw, saw it, um, you know, um, um, on the retail level and realized that there is not that much sake chocolate in the market. Usually we can find you know, alcohol in the, cho in the chocolate, those are uh, um, like whiskey or some kind of liquor. Um, so that is the major reason why I uh, uh, start to, um, to, to think about using sake in the chocolate. And, oh. and then I, yeah, and then I came up with my own recipes. <laughs> and so that's why I, I have it and then found my company. And Yisila, actually, E-C-I-L-A, that is the backward spelling of my first name, Alice. So A-L-I-C-I-L-A, that is my, you know, become my own business. And that is how the name comes from. And also I have the background of, you know, my, of something related to alcohol. Is because uh, my my grandfather used to have a um, have a, a winery in China, so he made um, uh, rice wine. And uh, he, even though right now he you know he passed away for a very long time, and um, the whole family um, you know don't live in China anymore. We moved to Hong Kong and then moved to Toronto, um, but uh, still. It's kind of like something that we like in, in the family. That's great. So uh, if we ever uh, uh, happen to forget Isila chocolate, we know that we just have to spell Alice backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm trying this right now. Oh, this is great. This is wonderful. This is the sake ganache chocolate. Oh, and the melting of the chocolate with the sake is a wonderful flavor. Yeah, mm. you should, um, you know, uh, put oh, it in the and then you, you feel, you know, you mouth it in your mouth instead of chewing it. I think the taste will be better. 
It's, it's, it is, it's superb. It's just wonderful. How did you come up with these, with these recipes of, of combining sake with chocolate? How did you, how did you develop that as a, as a, as a chef? Yeah, actually, um, I experiment, um, you know, quite a bit. And uh, because sake is kind of, uh, I mean, the taste of sake is kind of like subtle um, compared yeah. to other liquor. So it was not uh, easy to develop the, the recipe. Also, because um, the, the best way to taste chocolate with alcohol in it is to melt in your mouth. So that's why I use a sake to make it kind of, you know, infuse it into a, a dark chocolate shell or white chocolate shell. So yeah. that uh, I can make the, the chocolate, um, you know, have um, some taste of uh, sake in it instead of having something, you know, like liquid, you know, um, you, you chew it and then kind of like break them, the shell and into your mouth. So that is the, um, the way that uh, um, to, to, to enjoy the sake chocolate. And that is the way that I, uh, how I make it. <laughs> That's great. So I'm looking at the chocolates right now. There are these, I'm just going to describe them. There will be photos on the website, yeah. but are there, some of them are dark chocolate. They're gorgeous jewels. And some of them mm. are, are um, different colors and some of them have different patterns. I'm going to try this walnut, uh, this walnut one with little blue and white decorations on it. And <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh, that's These are some... really unique and delicious. And that one chocolate. is called the Winter Lock. Oh. I, I call, yeah, the name of that one is called Winter Lock. And uh, you can taste um, there is uh, some nuts inside. Yeah, I, that's right. There's a little bit of crunch here. Yes. Yeah. Alice, so have, you been to, have you been to Japan? Have you, I think, have you been to Japan? Yes, I'm in times. Yeah, because I, I have friends in Japan. And I, oh. yeah. And do you have any memories about Valentine's Day chocolates in Japan? Yes, um, because I love um, skiing a lot. So um, there was a you know many times I for work and also for 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 winter times for skiing in February. So during that time, it's a Valentine's week or Valentine's Day you know, um, during my stay in Japan. So I had some experience, like um, I saw that um, there, there's a lot of um, uh, big department stores in the basement. They sell a lot of, you know, chocolate and also the small booth, um, they combine together to make the whole basement become very um, Valentine's Day festival feeling. And um, it's so surprised to me to to me that I saw people lining up and waiting to buy chocolate in those uh, you know, department mm -hmm. stores. And it's so amazing. You, you know, in Canada, you, you don't see that much because um, uh, we live uh, more far apart, <laughs> you know, you, you don't see that much. But in Japan, I really like the atmosphere, you know, like that. And, um, and also for my own experience of um, uh, Valentine's Day in Japan, it was um, because I used to date uh, a Japanese man. So it was on the Valentine's Day when I was in Tokyo and he took me to a uh, Kaiseki restaurant, had a very nice meal. 
and then he he um, he gave me a box of chocolate as a gift, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, you are very special. You know what?" Um, in you know, in Japan, usually on the Valentine's Day, February the fourteenth, is that women giving gift to men. But right now, because you are special, I am giving you this gift. So you are a very special woman here in Japan as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time that I learned this culture. You know, I <laughs> never knew that. Um, you know, on Valentine's Day, supposed to be the ladies giving chocolate or giving gift. To man, is that of a lady receiving a gift from a man? Isn't that nice? What a nice story! That's great. Yeah, so finally, I learned, you know, something new that I learned that day. <laughs> uh, finally, Alice, how can people buy your Asila sake chocolates? Um, I have a a booth on the on Queen Street. Um, it's inside a store named Ox Market. So it is a retail level. Um, the, the address is 790 Queen Street East um, in Toronto, just a few blocks um, east of Portville. So um, on the you know a retail level, people can go there to buy it, or they can um, buy it online, as you said, of uh, the website as www.isirasakechocolates.com. One word. And uh, they can also call me or email me or contact me through the uh, the social media platform like uh, Facebook um, or, or, or or Instagram and place their order and then they can pick it up. They can pick up um, the 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 chocolate either on Queen Street or if they live up north and in, they can pick it up in Markham. The address is seven. Two two five, uh, Woodbine Avenue, yes, in Markham. So just uh, right. off the the ramp of the uh, for for you can uh, they can take for Highway four four and just off the ramp of uh, uh, of Steels. Yeah, that's great. So I'm just going to repeat the uh, the Arts Market address where you can get these. That's where I got mine, and uh, mm -hmm. that's at seven nine zero. Queen Street East, that's near Broadview and uh, Queen Street East. So yeah. you, can, you can get them there. So actually you can also get Alice's uh, sake chocolates at uh, some JCC festivals. So uh, hopefully um, when, uh, when things open back up and we can get our next festival, uh, you'll have a chance to meet Alice and, and eat her treats there as well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I used to be one of the vendors uh, at the JCCC mm -hmm. events. However, because of the you know the pandemic, no events uh, you know so far since um to twenty twenty, so I really look forward to the events again, so that Good. I can meet my customers and um you know having people enjoying my my creation. Thank you, thank you, Alice. That was amazing. Thank you for taking us into this world of Asila sake chocolates. They're superb. Thank you. So. And information on the Asila chocolates will also be on the JCC website, and we'll put some photographs on there of the chocolates too. In conclusion, yeah, we have, yeah, conclusion. We have some uh, Valentine's Day specials. Oh, these, good, good. The, we'll the put those on. Cake yeah, yeah. In conclusion, I want to thank our guests today, James Heron. Yay! Thank you, James. 
Shino O'Hara. Yay! Thank you, Shino. Thank you. And Alice Nant. Yay! Thank you, Alice. Thank you. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this special podcast on Valentine's Day in Japan. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have a happy Valentine's Day. My name is John Ota, and this has been All Things Japanese from the Japanese Canadian Cultural Center. Arigato! Arigato! Thank you! Thank you! Thanks for being here. Thank you, John. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>